Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, here we are, six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. This is my dumb little show. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Well, it's all over. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to happen now till June. That's when the motions are, are, are uh, offered uh, in the court to the judge, Judge Marshawn. I It was a long day yesterday, yes, uh, and there's so many things to deal with, and we're going to deal with all of it. Uh, also, uh, Nuremberg, Mayor Ron, Ron, as he's known uh, on his signs, Ron, he's Ron, uh, made an interesting uh, statement last night on KSAT in regards to Prop A, so we'll get to that later on. Right off the bat, Jesse Waters was right. Uh, everything that happened yesterday, every part of it, in my opinion, was about getting that image <laughs> the image of Donald stinking Trump sitting at a table with his lawyers in a court of law. And they got the, they got the money shot, as they call it. They did when he's sitting there uh, looking uh, very stern with his, uh, his the, well, he's sitting with his, uh, his hands between his knees at the table. That's the image, man. They got it. That's what they wanted. That's it. Okay, it's 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 campaign it's campaign material. That's it's that's all they want. Because you know what, the indictment is crap. I mean, I, I I'm not a lawyer. Okay, I'm not going to pretend to be one. I'm a simple cave dweller, baby. Okay, I I've watched a lot of Matlock over the years. Uh, I know this may shock you, but in my time on planet Earth, I've required the services of a couple of lawyers, which is why I don't make lawyer jokes. All right, sometimes your ass needs a lawyer. Uh, but I'm not a lawyer myself. I'm not a legal expert. And so I, I glanced at the indictment. It's about 16 pages long. Um, and, and then uh, I, I uh, deferred to the analysis of people who are freaking lawyers. And especially Bill Barr, who was, uh, was, you know, was all over Fox yesterday. And I like Bill Barr, the former attorney general, because, frankly, he's a no BS guy. Bill Barr, based you know, after the career he's had, has nothing to prove to anybody. Uh, Bill Barr has been quite honest. In fact, he wrote a freaking book about his disagreements with Donald Trump and certain things, certain issues. So Bill Barr, Bill Barr is one of those guys that just, like I said, has nothing to prove, man. He just got nothing to prove to no one, so he gives you his God's honest uh, truth. Bill Barr was looking at this thing when it dropped yesterday. He's on there with Martha McCallum, who is also another no BS person. And uh, my takeaway from the analysis of this of this indictment is it's not really an indictment. There's that they, they they took and I look if you can't really understand what they're saying or what it says, uh, there, there's a purpose to that in in legal matters where you try to write something in what uh, we often call legalese, so that it's really kind of mystifying to most people, myself included, because you really don't have anything, right? And that's my big takeaway from yesterday. The, the shock or the surprise or the general reaction, unless you were watching total uh, complete tools like Rachel Maddow and, and what have you, uh, the basic takeaway from the indictment is, okay, what you're saying is that we're indicting him 34 times because 34 times 
he uh, said that Michael Cohen was his personal lawyer doing legal business for him. Uh, but that's not really what he was doing. They were using shell companies to get this money to Stormy Daniels and Gary McDougal. Uh, and so basically we're indicted, which is campaign finance stuff, which is the FEC has already looked at and said there's nothing nothing to charge here. But we're going to charge him for 34 times uh, for the crime of trying to co- committing a crime to cover up a previous crime. In no place in the indictment, in these 34 indictments, and this is what Bill Barr said, this is what they all said, at no point in this indictment is that other crime specified or listed. Uh, frankly, I think because the other crime, uh, if it exists, which I'm not seeing that it does, uh, I guess they, they're, they're saying that he 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 misreported money to prevent a story from coming out that would hurt him on the campaign trail. And he didn't report properly uh, where this money was coming from. It has a lot of gobbledygook. But the first question when Brad got up there yesterday, and boy, that guy's a talking breast. What a boob of a man. The guy should have a nipple on his head. I'm just saying. Maybe he does. Uh, the very first question, I didn't even know who the guy was. Uh, Trey was, uh, it was an NBC guy. Very first question out of the gate. After people have seen the indictment and Alvin Bragg's out there giving his little, uh, speech, which again, a lot of it was incomprehensible. I, I, I'm a fairly literate guy. I'm listening to Alvin Bragg yesterday and I can't figure out what the hell he's saying. Very first question after his statement, his official statement. In the indictment, you claim that he uh, misreported money to hide a previous crime, but at no place in the indictment do you actually list what the previous crime is. And allegedly it has something to do with interfering in an, in an election. I don't know. What's the other crime? It's not listed here. Alvin Bragg. I'm not uh, beholden to the law or beholden by the law to list that. I mean, I'm paraphrasing his exact verbiage, but that's what he said. I don't have to tell you is basically what he said. And I'll tell you later what the previous crime was. Now, obviously, this is problematic on several different levels, and I have seen just enough uh, Matlock to know what it is, okay? And Perry Mason reruns, all right? the, the, The defense cannot put together their defense, if they don't know what they're defending against, <laughs> full disclosure, you you have to you have to tell the person you are indicting or charging with something what they're being charged with because you can't construct a defense without knowing what you're being charged with. Point being, uh, and the phone lines are we're going to leave the phone lines open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, let's go ahead and open up the lines. Just uh, so we, I want to give you guys as much opportunity today to, to to respond to what you saw yesterday. Basically, what what I saw is you you took what everybody says was a misdemeanor. In fact, I think John Edwards was uh, actually charged with the the same thing. I think he got a fine. <laughs> it was a misdemeanor. They didn't haul his ass into court. And uh, I guess, if I'm seeing this correctly, 
because they said the money came from a certain source or through a certain company and uh, for nine months, that's how it was reported, he was able to list up 34 separate times that that uh, misrepresentation was there. But what the experts are saying is that he took a misdemeanor and uh, chopped it up into 34 indictments. Why? So you could say Donald Trump has been indicted 34 times. And Trey mentioned on Where and Rima that there'll be more indictments. We've got this chick in Georgia, right? Um, and they, they just want to stack up the indictments. In other words, it doesn't really matter to the bad guys if he's actually convicted of anything. They got what they wanted yesterday, and what they wanted was the image of him sitting at a table in a courtroom. That's it. And you know what? Now that the big story's over, ain't nothing going to happen on this till June at the soonest, and that's when their motions are are, are offered. Uh, and the actual trial, if there is one, isn't going to happen, happen oddly until sometime in December, deep into the uh, in, or January, deep into the primary season. So, you know, I, that's, it's all political, very obviously. Uh, and very obviously the moment's gone. Uh, we'll, we'll talk when we get back about Trump's speech last night, which I thought was very, very good. And I didn't have very high expectations, to be honest with you. Uh, and I, I, uh, th- this is obviously about attaching indictments to Donald Trump and, and being able to use the image of him sitting with his lawyers Want to, you want to put the, they can use that in all their crummy little crappy uh, uh, campaign commercials for whatever contest, mostly for the presidential. This guy's um, he's been indicted multiple times. You really want him? You want to vote for him? But you know what? It ain't going to work. It, it just ain't going to work, baby. It's having the opposite effect, and we'll talk about that when we get back. 210-599-5555. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Um, we'll talk about some tranny gender stuff coming up at 10.05. I, I, I got a buddy who went undercover and did something uh, uh, yesterday. He made a phone call for me. Or not for me, but something he did on his own. I'm not going to tell you who he is. He's somebody I trust absolutely. And I'm going to tell you about this phone call coming up at 10.05 to the San Antonio Democrats, to the uh, headquarters of the SA Democrats. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, and also, in regards to that, uh, uh, Mr. Trevino and I, Don Morgan, were just were just laughing because uh, we were talking about trannies. Well, you know, it's 2023 in America. You know, a day without a tranny is like a day without sunshine. And I just remembered, we remembered the Monty Python scene from Life of Brian, where Eric Idle wants to be Loretta, and because uh, <laughs> he wants to have babies. <laughs> And this is supposedly in first century Jerusalem, you know, and, and John Cleese. <laughs> you want to have babies? Where's it going to gestate? You're going to put it in a box. You know, so, I mean, prescient, right? Prescient. Well before its time. When did that movie come out? Like 40 years ago in the early 80s? Late, early eight, or late 70s, maybe. The Life of Brian? Life of Brian. It's probably, yes. 79, 78, something like that. I, I think it was before 80. Where are you gonna? Where's it gonna gestate? You're gonna put it in a box. Yeah, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Ray. Provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman or woman 
to rid himself or herself. Or herself. <laughs> I mean, you know, they were writing this crap a hundred years ago, and uh, no, little did we know. At some point in American history, in our lifetimes, mm-hmm. a dude would want to be Loretta. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just kind of funny. And have babies. Seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Where was I? I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. (laughs) I want to be called Loretta. (laughs) It's coming up. (laughs) What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. (laughs) (laughs) My right as a man to be a woman. So in Broward, we'll talk about this as well. In Broward County, they're having trouble once again defining what a woman is. Because uh, here in the year 2023, at the height of human technology, technological and scientific understanding, we are creating computers that think, okay, to do our crap for us. Mm-hmm. At the apex of human uh, scientific evolution, we can't freaking define what a freaking woman is. We have arguments over this crap. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. What the hell's wrong with us? Are we all drinking? So we'll talk about that coming up at 10.05. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if this whole thing, that this whole thing that we're talking about is just one big rib written by the guys at Monty Python? <laughs> we're actually in a... In we're, a, like in a, in a, in a their, we're like living in one of their skits. In an alternate <laughs> universe. We are actually living our lives inside a Monty Python sketch. My wife, if if that were true, my wife would. Ha- my wife hates Monty Python. Oh, that's too bad. We're living in a Monty Python. You know, we kind of are. If you think yeah, about it, really? it's, it's you know. Yeah. Think about modern debate. Like whenever somebody has a political debate, it's like the uh, off- It's like going to buy an argument. Remember the argument sketch? You know. Yeah. I came here for an argument. No, you didn't. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Hey, that's how people are. That's how people debate these days. Yeah. You get a freaking liberal idiot on the phone. Uh, you know, there's nothing to this indictment with Trump. Yes, there is. <laughs> no, there isn't. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. So anyway, that's where we are. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. As far as the speech, you know, you know, let me give a quick critique of Trump's speech last night. I thought it was perfect. I when I say I had low expectations, I forget where he was just a handful of weeks ago. And he had a he was doing a rally, and the dude went on for like three and a half hours, or something insane like that. I mean, it was like I lived an entire day of my life during that speech because Donald Trump. I think we I love him, I miss him. I'm glad he's back. But you know, when he gets in front of a crowd, man, he can kind of wander a bit. <laughs> you know, he gets into stand up comedian mode, and it works for him. But sometimes he goes a little too long. I like I like it when Donald Trump stops speaking right about the time that I'm just starting to nod off or start to do other things. And last night he did that. In fact, he was a little shorter than that. Shorter than that. Um, he spoke, I think Trey said, for about 35 minutes, which is real short for Donald Trump. Uh, there was not a lot of grab ass. There was no yucking it up. He had a couple of funny lines. But he basically came out and said, the only crime I'm guilty of 
is fighting uh, uh, for America, basically, fighting for you. Uh, And then he proceeded to do the timeline from the early days of the campaign uh, uh, with uh, the the Hillary Clinton, Russian collusion crap. Uh, He went through both impeachments. Uh, He made his way up to the indictment yesterday. And 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 dis- and and really just described a clear, and observable pattern of of personal attacks by the left to undo first his campaign and secondly his his his, his president presidency, and certainly now they want to undo his campaign. It's a very effective speech, and again, it didn't go on very long. Uh, we pointed this out on Ware and Rima when he was when he wrapped up. He didn't, you know, do the whole fist in the air and was shaking people's hands. He just left. In fact, I think Donald Trump's tone. Then we got to take a break. His tone throughout the entire day, frankly, was very serious. You know, there was not a lot of jokey Trump yesterday. Uh, when all the cameras were sitting around waiting for him to possibly speak to the press before he went into the courtroom, he didn't do it. Had a very serious, kind of glared at the press and just walked into the courtroom. So I thought he handled it very well. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Uh, Going to go to the phones and take some calls, your reactions to, well, everything from yesterday. And the thing is, it's all over. <laughs> That's what's kind of weird about it, yeah? It was, it was a moment in history. I, I'm, I'm sitting there with my wife and, and daughter. I'm like, this is history you're watching. But, baby, it's all over today. Now we're on to something else, the next shiny thing. Nothing's going to happen until June. But what are you thinking? Here's Jeff. Jeff, how you doing, man? My brother from another mother. How you doing this morning? <laughs> Not too bad, brother. What are you thinking? Well, I'm going to do this as fast as I can. I swear to God. Okay, but this is also partially your fault. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that, uh, you know, but with this indictment and everything, and with the, I remember I told you I had to take a big break from the news because it was just driving me nuts. Oh, yeah. You have to for your sanity. I got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so I imagine... You know, basically everyone that's ever taken the oath, you know, not politicians, but taken the oath to defend the Constitution of the United States against enemies, foreign or domestic. Right. All the first responders that see horrible stuff that none of us could deal with on a daily basis. Right. You know, the emergency room doctors, the oh, nurses, God, yeah. you know, all the people that care about the safety of their children, the safety of their communities, the, everything that's going on right now. Right. I imagine all these people is a big, giant herd of millions of goats. <laughs> okay. And yesterday when they're talking to this bad guy, he's like, oh, no, I don't really need to tell you what I'm charging you with. You know, you can hear him screaming. <laughs> and then, you know, and I'm like, what? So are you seriously I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you later. <laughs> because I mentioned this guy's name. Oh, well, yeah. You know, you're going on and on. So we're going to have a conversation with the mother after the baby's born about whether or not they want the baby to live. You know, That's funny, dude. You're right. They're not sheeple. They're goats, man. They just, they just write. Excellent point, Jeff. I think, you know, the people are so mad. What are we going to do? Right. All right. I got to run. Love you, too, man. Let's go to Greg. How you doing, man? 
Greg. Hello. Hey, how you doing, man? You're on the radio. What are you thinking? Um, well, I saw the, the speech, and Trump looked very solemn, you know, kind of uh, compared to normal. And I think he's just, he knows a lot of what's going on with the, uh, the oil reserve being so low and the possibility of world war. He said it last night in no uncertain terms. We face nuclear sorry. holocaust. Yeah. It's a very bad situation around the world with our the money, uh, the dollar starting to go away in certain countries and stuff like that. It's really bad. So yeah, I agree. That's all I had. All right, yeah. man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, he that, at one point he said that. You know, he said, he, basically making the case that you need me back in there because Russia and China and you know all these countries, uh, this brick thing that uh, bricks thing that uh, that uh, 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 Trey was talking about, the chess pieces are all lining up, and he knows it. And he uh, made the case uh, very briefly last night that hey, things are dire, and he's right. But you know what does any of this matter? Because man, that cop with the blonde hair, God, she was attractive. What a hottie! Only in America. <laughs> Only in America, man. They have, they have there's, there's all these uniforms there outside the courthouse where Trump's going to walk from one door to the next, right? And they have one female cop out front who's blonde and she's sort of attractive. Sort of? Eh, she's hot. I'm not into white chicks, dude. Not anymore. She's she's attractive for a white chick. There, how does that make you feel? She's hotter than that chick cop from Tennessee or wherever. She's oh, this well, girl's pretty. Your your puppy is more attractive. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I'll never understand why that chick was so popular. But the, the blonde cop who is as of yet unidentified, I believe. And everybody was the female officer on the left at Trump's court appearance can handcuff me anytime she wants. Says Donnie, the guy. These are tweets. Who is that hot cop? She's really cute. Paul tweets, I'm just looking at the hot cop at the front. Blonde cop better watch out for Donald Trump. She looks uh, enough like his daughter that he may grab. Okay, well, you know the rest. <laughs> but is that that's like sort of a, a, a just a, a, there's something wonderfully American about that. I, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's cheap. It's kitsch. It's, you know, we're, we're checking the chick out and the, and the hot cop. We're, we're, we're in America, and we can't define what a woman is, but boy, do we know her when she shows up. <laughs> we can't define them, but man, hubba hubba. Wow. I wish my wife would become a cop. There is something really attractive about female cops. I just said it. There is. I hope she's not listening. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so everybody was ogling, was ogling, ogling uh, the, the female cop. We like low-hanging fruit as Americans. We do. And uh, and we yeah. like to feel good about stuff, even in the, the worst of times. And so even in the, as we watch our judicial system become unraveled, as jurists, as you know, Democrats and Democrat-appointed DAs wipe their asses with jurisprudence, uh, even uh, in that dark moment for our country, hey, look at her. She's a hottie, man. <laughs> That's... A, 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 an American ethic that I'm not, I'm, I'm fine with. You know what? Because we can define women. Americans know what a woman is, man. All right, you can go all the way back to uh, Annie Oakley. You, you know, 
<laughs> Mae West, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Raquel Welch, we lost her uh, about a month ago, and we just found out some more stuff about her passing. Americans know what a hot chick looks like, man. We sell everything with hot chicks. Okay, we sell tacos, we sell cars, we sell we sell life insurance. <laughs> and in that dark moment, in this moment of history, all right, we are we are going to be whether this story continues today. I think it'll be over by. Well, I think it's already over. They're talking about the Chicago, the, the new Chicago mayor. They're not talking about Donald Trump, but even in our darkest moments in history, baby, that's one hot cop right there, man. I can't stop looking at her. Don Morgan just walked in on the middle of this conversation. When Trump was going to walk from one door to the next, to the next, basically at the courthouse yesterday, they had all those uniformed cops out front. Right. There was the one female blonde cop, and everybody's obsessing on her. I didn't see she was hot. You would have liked her. She, yeah. She's tall. You should have paid, paid attention, Don. She's tall and blonde. You would have liked her. She's cute. Nobody knows what her name is, but now she's a star. Well, okay, it's I'll, 948 Central Standard Time. Gonna, I bet by the end of the show, we'll know her name. I'll find out. Get on that. I want to. I want the KTSA newsroom on this. Oh, I know her. You know her? No, I don't. Let's see how you are. <laughs> I used to date her. Yeah, well, no, she's married to some dink now. Yeah, we went to a concert in we went, to a, we went to a Boston concert together. Yeah, we went to see the Cars up in Hartford back in 84. <laughs> Hartford. Yeah. When the Whalers were still around. Right? I was going to take her to a Bob Seger concert, but she had to work. It's the worst Don Morgan imitation I've ever done in my life. I always knew she was fixated about handcuffs, but... <laughs> I ain't mad at her. Yeah, Oh God! You know what's really funny is whenever you ever know a, like a female cop who's also simultaneously trying to be an influencer. So there's like a uniform cop, but she's also taking bikini shots on Facebook. Not that I know anybody like that, or shots in the gym. You know, of course I don't know anybody like that. Nobody like that's on my friend list. But I've seen yeah, it. Right? Fe- hot female cops taking selfies. Okay, two one zero five nine nine. I can tell you're bothered by it all. Hey, that's one good-looking cop there. I'm just saying. Well, you know, she is very beautiful. I'm not into white chicks, like I said, but, you know, that's she's she's pretty. 210599. And that's as American as apple pie, man. 210. <laughs> Baseball, apple pie, and hot blondes. That's what we're all about here in America. Indict the president. <laughs> Check out the female hey, if, cop. Yeah, if she's going to be there, let's indict him every day. <laughs> You Point know? Morgan. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes. 210-599-5555. And I just want you to know I had nothing I had nothing to do with that pretty cop watching the door. But she was pretty. And because I'm famous anyway, all right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Was she was she hot? Taking your calls, it's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. It's power. Get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yeah, man. Got a little journey going there. I guess they were in town last night, right? News Talk 550 KTSA. Were they with Toto? Was that who they were? Toto? Yes. Toto and Journey? Right. 
There's a trip in the Wayback Machine. Yeah. Back to the glory days of the 80s. It was a lot of fun. Did you go? No, the but 80s it, were a lot of fun. <laughs> I've, I've seen oh, Jerry four times. Oh, okay. So I, I, I had tickets to go, but um, when I got them, uh, Dennis Foley was still working here. And then after I got the tickets, like a week later, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be working here anymore. So oh, I couldn't man. go. Oh, man. So it's couldn't Dennis. You couldn't go because of Dennis. It's all Dennis's fault. It's all Dennis's fault. He's I not know. being faithfully. Right. I'm sorry. That was so bad. I, the 80s were great, what I remember, what I can piece together from the footage. Um, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Brother Mike here. Mike, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing, Sean? Hey, uh, Sean, listen. Um, so let's, let's, let's take a look at this Donald Trump situation. Okay, we, are, we both know that we have had 46 presidents in the White House. You know, be, well, you 45 if you include Trump. Okay, now you mean to tell me the, the CNN and MSNBC and all these people they want me to believe that Donald Trump is the only president that has committed a crime in the history of the United States of America. Am I right? This, this, yeah. includes, people that yep. have been, this includes people that have been in the White House named the Clinton, the Obama, and the, and the president occupant named Joe Biden. Now, you mean to tell me out of those three names I just gave you, no, no crimes were committed while they were in the White House. Donald Trump is the only man that should be indicted. Uh, like I said before, I'll wait. I know I'll be waiting a long time. But I want to know the day and date when, when the Clintons and Obama and Joe Biden are going to get their arraignment date to show up in court. I bet you it won't happen no time in our lifetime. We're living in a bogus system right now in America, and it's a, it is really a shame. And I thank you for taking my call this morning, Sean. Mike, thank you, sir, so much, man. I appreciate when you call, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, can we just loop that <laughs> for the next uh, hour? Mike's spot on as usual. You you can Google you can do a thirty second Google search and come up with more evidence that you're looking at on your on your stinking phone to indict Joe Biden. You know, I mean the, 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 the we, one of the things that we're not talking we weren't talking about yesterday and we haven't been talking about the past couple of days with this Trump thing, which again story's over, at least for the moment. All that yesterday. And today, ah, we're talking about stash houses at the border on Fox. We're we're talking about other things, uh, which is that's that's uh, that's uh, that's how we process news in America in the year 2023. But again, the Dems got what they wanted yesterday. I just wanted the photo. I just wanted the image of him sitting in the courtroom. They got it. We'll be right uh, right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Got a few other things to cover this hour. I want to get to the Nuremberg thing here about Prop A uh, in, little, in a little bit. But another story that I've been kind of looking at, and I I, I know you and I are, are both just trannied out, man. This, this gender crap, and especially with the kids, uh, is just sickness. Uh, I was looking at a story last night uh, with the intention of, intention of bringing this on about uh, Broward Broward County School District in Florida. Broward County Public Schools are debating a new sex education curriculum that's got a lot of this woke crap in it. And uh, you, during a public meeting, uh, I believe uh, late March, March 28th, they're discussing this new sex ed curriculum uh, school board member Brenda Pham of District 6 
Santiago, parents uh, who are coming to me and they want to know how we're defining what a woman is in regards to sex ed. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, Because they want to know, and I I think the implication is here, is there a lot of this gender woke crap here? Is there some of this grooming crap here? Because they want to know, she's basically saying they want to know if they should allow their kids to go through this or not. They want to, quote, they want to know what individuals can get pregnant and what individuals can give birth. Blah, blah, blah. And she's saying so, and she asks Broward County Public Schools Superintendent Erlene Smiley, what is the definition of a woman? What what is a woman? Looking at that hot cop outside the New York City, the Manhattan courthouse yesterday, we all certainly knew what the hell a woman was then, didn't we? She asked, what is a woman? The superintendent of public schools in Broward County, Florida, responds, there's no clear-cut answer. There's no clear-cut answer to what a woman is. She said, there's more than a question in that question that went off on a bunch of inclusive gobbledygook. That's where the Democrats are right now. The, the, we, we, we are, they are so screwed up by politics, by, in a sense, their own radical agenda that they now can. You know what? A little over a century ago, we didn't think women and black people were smart enough to own property or vote. Do you realize that? How recently... Um, uh, from a a geological standpoint, an archaeological standpoint, how just a blink of an eye it was uh, in in American history, just a blink of an eye ago that we thought women are too stupid to vote, didn't didn't let them vote, didn't have equal equal rights or equal consideration under the law. Under the law, the, the feminist movement fought for decades for women uh, to just be considered equal citizens as men. Not that women do everything a man can do or, you know, all the, the, some of the stuff that it's morphed into now, but the original idea and the original fight of the, first the suffragettes, suffragettes, suffragettes and then the, 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 the feminist movement of the 60s and 70s and even into the 80s was really about empowerment and, and equal protection under the law. That's really what it was about. Uh, and now the very same people, ideologically, if you if you will, who fought that battle for women for all these decades, are now crapping on women. Now they refuse to even, you know, define what a woman is. Something we all know. You know what a woman is, just like you know that water's wet. But it's getting pretty stinking murky. And I tell you what, the one part of it that I hate that I despise, that I fight against, I rail against every day is the kids. Why are you dragging the kids into this? And I understand what the political motivations are, yeah? You want plenty of morons to vote for you and support your base uh, in the future in this country. If you want to solidify uh, liberal rule, if you will, in America, you need you know several generations of morons to pull that off. Because only a moron can't define what a woman is. Whether you're choosing not to define a woman or you honestly don't freaking know, either freaking way, you're a freaking moron. 
And if you want to live your life as a moron, that's fine. But what is it with the kids and the surgery and the hormone blockers? Are you out of your freaking minds? So a friend of mine, somebody who shall remain nameless, uh, who is someone I trust absolutely. I've known him for a long time. And uh, he conducted an experiment yesterday, and he texted me about this. Bring up the text. Uh, He called SA Democrat, he called the headquarters of the San Antonio Democrats. I just called the SA Democrat headquarters. This is from yesterday morning. I called the SA Democrat headquarters pretending to be a father looking to remove his son's penis. I made sure to mention the child was 12 over and over again. I specifically said over and over again, sex change surgery, and I want to remove his penis. Uh, The woman who he spoke to on the phone was more than willing to assist him and try to find numbers for him to call uh who to get in contact with i i'm assuming medical professionals to help him remove his son's penis surgically they were trying to help him uh and we're being apparently very you know we're trying to assist, and, and at some point he said i couldn't take it anymore and i told them who i was or i told him I, that i was you know that this wasn't true i said you were seriously going to help in the process to remove a child's penis. Is this what SA Democrats do? Apparently the woman said, um, well, sir, I was just, and then she hung up. Now, this is all alleged. I have no proof of this. This is a phone call. My friend, who I trust absolutely, said he that he did this. Again, I'm just, you know, to to put it out there, saying, well, this is what I am told happened. Uh, uh, and I, again, as a friend, I believe him absolutely. Uh, but, you know, uh, being on the radio, of course, you know, I, this is a, a secondhand thing that I'm being told. Uh, and I, I can't verify. I don't have a recording of it uh, or anything like that. I bring it up, though, because... You see what I just described to you on television, in the news, every single day. Your president said days, I mean, around, I don't know if it was before Nashville or after Nashville. After Nashville, he said transgendered people help form the soul of this country. Uh, He has said, and he said this in the days leading up to Nashville, that uh, it is sinful for laws to be put on the books to protect children under the age of 18 from gender surgeries and gender treatment. Sorry, if you don't mind, I'm not going to call it care. You're not caring for someone when they're a 9-year-old or a 10-year-old or an 11-year-old and you're attempting to convince them to have their genitals surgically altered. Okay, again, I don't know, I can't verify the call that I just described to you, but you know what? Again, you see this everywhere now. 
In fact, young people who go through this, who when they're pre-adolescents or now far enough out, are have uh, surgeries. You know, they start talking to you know counselors and mental health professionals and people in their world. The freaking adults in the room. Uh, I think I, you know, are telling them that you may have gender dysphoria. You may be uh, someone trapped in somebody else's body. And they go through the surgery, and they go, and they find medical people, medical professionals who agree to do this crap, this sick crap. And they get to be 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years of age, and they realize they have altered their lives forever. They made a mistake. Uh, they uh, come out as, you know, I'm detransitioning. I-, I can't believe that adults agreed to do this to me. I am. I will be in physical pain for the rest of my life. If you're a woman, I'll never have children. I had my breasts removed. And they're coming out and they're saying, we have to stop this. And guess what happens next? They are treated by the trans community and their, their allies, so to speak, like loathsome pieces of crap. They are threatened. They are shunned. And you know what? This evil, and that's what it is, this evil crap has to stop. And I, I'm, I'm even sick and tired of offering up the disclaimer that I don't give a crap how you live as a fully grown-ass adult. We're talking about children. You call me, if you're a Democrat and you agree with this stuff, you call me up and you explain to me on the phone and I'll let you talk as long as you want. You get on the radio and you explain to me and explain to the folks listening what is the obsession with liberals, Democrats, and the trans community, what is your obsession with children? Because you know what? It's sick. And you're sick. And there's something wrong with you. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm talking about Nuren Turd when we get back at 1035. You can't define a woman in the year 2020. You can't define a woman. Can't do it. Is that weird to you? <laughs> I mean, if it's not, why isn't it? <laughs> if if it's not weird to you that fully grown ass adults with college degrees can no longer freaking describe a woman, I want to. You know, I want. I want investigate. I want congressional investigations into. You know, is water wet? You know what I mean. I I really want that. I want congressional investigations. To discern, you know, because we've got climate change going on. How do we know water's wet? How do we know? Well, Maybe a, it's not. There's a Maybe it's a new, construct. So many nuances into that question. There's a lot of nuance into the wetness of rain. Just saying, man. <laughs> the case before me is like uh, the DA is doing drugs, and he's arguing that water isn't wet. We all know water is wet. Sorry. Can you give uh, Kamala Harris giving a speech about water and how water it's wet? wet. It's so wet. I love how wet water is. (laughs) 
because when it's not dry, it's wet. It's wet. Did you know that? That when water's dry, it's not wet. I'm just blown away by the fact that that ice, did you know this? Ice is hard water. I'm just waiting for that one. <laughs> Yet it's still wet. And it's still wet. I'm Kamala Harris. You know, I'll be God, man. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Chick's going to create a black hole one day when she's laughing. She's creating a whole other freaking dimension with her laugh. We'll all slide into it. A Venn diagram of water and ice and when it's wet. I love Venn diagrams of the wetness of water. We must, but seriously, we must never forget how important wetness is when it comes to water. Also known as H2O. They call it H2O? Because there's an H thingy <laughs> that combines with two parts of the O, the two parts of the other thingy, <laughs> and it makes it wet. And I love that. <laughs> you know, wait for that chick to choke on a meatball when she's you know laughing. If she's like at an Italian restaurant, I don't want her to choke on a meatball. I'm just kidding. Right. But that chick should never have any food in her mouth when she laughs. I'm just saying. No. Bad things will happen. Perhaps avoiding the use of sharp objects would be beneficial. I think everything would be a sharp object to Kamala Harris that she shouldn't, you know. I don't want to see. I think Kamala Harris could do some serious accidental self-harm with Play-Doh, okay? That nervous laughter. Here's Anthony on line one. Anthony wants to indict me. <laughs> so how you doing, Anthony? Okay. Yeah, hey, so <laughs> What's going on, Anthony? Uh man, this is my this is my second time to call in. The first time I called in, I was the one that kind of brought up the whole China thing that we've uh, we've been compromised. Right. Way back in kind of the very beginning. But I wanna ask uh I wonder if we will have an opportunity for another election, for another uh, opportunity to vote. Because the way I see it, it's kind of like American Idol. You know, you give someone the golden ticket to Hollywood, and it'd be like them saying, well, I'm going to wait till the next time. I think that we've given our enemies every opportunity to make the move they're going to make. And I don't think there's going to be, because we got it figured out that it was a cheat. But here's another deal. The more support we show Trump, the more they know they have to make the move. I mean, this is this crazy stuff. Well, Trump like scares the crap out of him. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, and I, I think one of the biggest obstacles that we face right now, and, I, and I'm going to say this both locally and nationally, uh, is that there's just a lot of people who just don't care and don't pay attention and they don't vote. And if they do vote, uh, they're voting on a world view that is formed by memes. You know what I mean? And 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 I, I think I, increasingly I think that's the greatest obstacle. Because, look, the scumbags are going are gonna to do what scumbags do. The Democrats are going to do what Democrats do. They're going to cheat. 
They're going to involve themselves in any kind of political shadiness they need to, uh, whether it's legal or not. And I think the election of twenty, the election of twenty twenty was illegal. I think they cheated it. Yeah, uh, and 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 they're going to they're like a rattlesnake, right? They're just following their nature. Nature they'll bite you. But the only obstacle in the way, Donald Trump can only do so much. DeSantis can only do so much if a lion's share or a large portion of the total population just don't give a crap and they're watching mindless crap on TV and they're not involved and they get, you know, again, they, they have sort of soundbite uh, sound worldview or yoga politics like Chris Rock said a few weeks ago. The uninformed morons are the greatest threat to America, in my opinion, right now. Well, can I give you one more example? I believe that these companies, these large companies, feel like that the election was fair. Otherwise, why would they put a transgender <laughs> on Budweiser? I... They are under the illusion that they are the majority and we are the minority. Yes, they are. I that, truly believe that. That, yes, I would agree with you in that there is this bubble thought going on. And I talked about this yesterday. I appreciate the call, Anthony. I just keep listening. I, I talked about this yesterday about the arrogance of the left in this country and the arrogance of the swamp, the inherent arrogance of the pol- political elite is really you suck and you're a stupid uh, n- n- rube. You're not nuanced. You're not educated like we are. This is why you see Saturday Night Live's ratings tanking because they also assume that most people think the way they do in New York City. New York City liberals. Tragically wrong. Again, watch the culture. What is consumed and what isn't consumed uh, teaches you something. Okay? The elites are losing, uh, in a sense, their connection with the American people because they never really had one. Donald Trump mystifies them, just like his support base mystifies them. They can't believe anybody actually thinks that way, that America's good that America is the last uh, beacon of freedom on planet stinking Earth, and without America, without America, really, the, the, the rest of the world kind of goes to hell. That it's good to be an American, that freedom is good, free markets are good. Okay, They can't believe, even though they themselves benefit and live in that idea themselves, they can't believe people actually think that crap. And if they do, they must be rednecks and rubes and racists. And that's why Donald Trump continues to mystify him. Got to take a break. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's 1040. This show's going quickly. On this day after the day the big historical thing happened. <laughs> First sitting U.S. president to be indicted for nothing, really. Uh, the other political story that was local was Nuremberg. Ron, as his signs say. Uh, coming out on KSAT and saying, please join me in uh, fighting against Prop A. Uh, we've, apparently this, I, you know, the the guy was actually interviewing him on case that I guess was a little surprised by that. We've been, uh, uh, working at it, uh, all these weeks from the angle that he supports it. This is the first action I think we've actually heard from Nuremberg on prop a, uh, in a distinct voice. 
And, uh, you know, I'm not a mind reader. I have no idea what this, if he's, if this is genuine, is this political? I, I do believe he's a very political guy. Uh, so I, I don't know if he thinks that th- the damn thing's going to pass anyway, uh, which it probably will, frankly, when you look at the voter turnout. But he doesn't want to be directly linked to it. I don't know. I have, I, there's no way I could possibly know. Why Ron Nuremberg yesterday decided to come out against Prop A. Whether he's for it or against it, it still sucks. Um, My initial reaction when I heard this story, and frankly, I didn't even hear the story until I was coming in this morning. I heard my man Trey talking about it. uh, Because I I was hyper-focused on the Trump thing yesterday. Uh, I, you know, I, I have no way of knowing if it's genuine. My initial reaction was, well, he's hearing a lot of crap about it. It's up on the radar now, as far as people are concerned. And maybe he's worried about being tied to it directly in some way. So he's going to come out publicly and say, you know what? I don't support this. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. The problem with a guy like Nuremberg is you really don't know. (laughs) And, And that's the thing. Uh, if we're, it's, it's spy Wednesday. Yesterday was Holy, Holy Tuesday. If we follow sort of the track of Holy Tuesday and, uh, the, the stories in the Bible, uh, you know, this is the, uh, yesterday was the day of the fig tree, right? Fig tree with wilted figs, not a very good fig tree. And the point of the story, uh, I, I believe is, you know, you, you, and this is something you hear scripturally quite a bit that you look you know know a tree by its fruits you know in other words people can claim anything and i i figured this out a while ago people can in it, whether it was me or it was somebody else people can claim anything they want to about themselves doesn't matter in fact in the era of social media that's all people do at this point is just claim crap about themselves it's very easy to do it doesn't require anything of you but it's what people do that matters. What you do is what defines you. And so what does Nuremberg do next? I don't know. If this is genuinely how he feels. if he Because his point was, or I guess it came out in the article, that he supports the pot thing, the abortion thing, which would decriminalize abortions. I, I don't, it, as far as my reading, neither one is actually what actually happened. But on the face of it, he's like, well, I supported the pot thing and the abortion thing but not the business stuff not the the theft stuff but i don't know uh he he's also the mayor of this gd city and uh, what he said uh, back during that blm thing is he said you know you experience any racism in san antonio from the cops call me i'm the mayor of this gd city well he is the mayor of this gd city and if the mayor of this city one of the largest cities in this country had an actual opinion on Prop A, and he he wanted in a clear, distinct voice to come out and make it known that he does not support this. He could have done that long before yesterday. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know. Again, w- what does he do next? It's a great line from the novel and the movie True Grit. What do we do? We sit. What does he do? <laughs> we watch. And see. So I don't know. Is he going to be walking walking the block on this one? Is there going to be more 
support for is Nuremberg going to put more stuff out there about how, hey this is bad don't vote for this because that really kind of defines or will define whether or not he's serious or just being political I don't give a crap either way okay I just I, I just am going to continue to preach that it's bad and we shouldn't support it or vote for it I know Trey will be doing the same thing. Trey does it every day, devotes a 605 segment to Prop A specifically. Jack talks about it. Nuremberg, for all we know, for all we know, this thing was intentionally crafted to be extreme. Sometimes politicians will do this, right? They'll 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 support something or they'll be a party to something being created that is really, really extreme. Just so later down the road they could say, well, no, I don't support this. It's too, it's terrible. It's too extreme. Why? Because they want a different version of it. They want a more watered-down version of it. You know what I'm saying? Film directors do it all the time with things like violence and stuff in their films. Where And Scorsese is famous for this, where he'll put really, really violent stuff in his movie, knowing the editors are going to cut it out, or the, the people that rate the movies are going to cut that out and say it's too too much. So he can get the bit of violence in there that he actually wants. Politicians do the same thing with legislations. With legislation. Sorry, not, <laughs> no such word as legislations, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, this is just too much. No, I can't support this. I'm pro-business in San Antonio. And then along comes, at some point, uh, a, a, a smaller version of the same damn thing. And, of course, they support it. So I don't know. I have no idea. Whether he's genuine or not, doesn't matter to me at all. I will still rail against it. In the morning time makes me think about different things going on in the world. Just what you need to start your day. I listen every morning from the time I get up. I get up early, early in the morning. Get your day going. A little help from your friends. Can't beat it on the way to work. On 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. New stock 550 KTSA. Those are blacks for Trump, right? They were there uh, in full full force. Was that Mar-a-Lago or is that New York? We don't. We're not sure. Democrats hate blacks for Trump, man. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. They hate black people who vote Republican in general. In fact, they're not really. Uh, Trucker Mike, uh, who we talked to a little while ago, he, he knows this intimately. If you're black and you vote Republican, you're not really black. And they'll call you every uh, racial slur in the universe. You know, the great the people all about equity and justice and tolerance. But, man, if you're black, if you're a black dude and you're for Trump, ooh, man, you're even worse than regular black people that vote for the Republicans. <laughs> I almost spit my water Well, out. it's true, you know, if you're black and you support Donald Trump, oh, they hated Kanye long before he started talking smack about the Jews. <laughs> Because he was pro-Trump. That's why they really hated him, man. Half the liberals that you want to talk about, they hate the Jews too. <laughs> they just call they just make a distinct like if you're if you're if you're if you're Jewish and you're part of the entertainment industry in Hollywood, well, you're fine. But if you're an Israeli, both are Jews. <laughs> okay. 
but one's cool, right? Makes you a lot of money. Uh, and the other, if you're in Hollywood, and the other in the inter- in the film industry, but if you're one of those pesky Israelis, oh, they're evil and horrible. But I'm not an anti-Semite. I just hate Israelis. <laughs> Run that by me again. So anyway, that's very we had some African Americans who were supporting Trump yesterday. It is true. Two ones here. It's very true. <laughs> to quote Meta- the poet, the quote the prophets of Metallica. Sad but true. Phone lines are open, 210. I'll find a few moments of the show, so whatever's on your brain, 210-599-5555. And again, I'm kind of making a a prediction that the Trump indictment thing is going to go away for a while. It served its purpose yesterday for the Democrats. Frankly, it did. I mean, they got the images they wanted, got the optics. They can use on anybody's campaign trail, Biden's campaign trail. I think my man, my man Trey's right. I think they're going to be stacking up indictments against him. It doesn't really matter. Between now and Election Day, it doesn't matter if he's convicted of anything. But uh, the Democrats know that their own base is, frankly, uneducated and stupid. Well, they may be, they may be educated, but they're low-info people when it comes to politics. And they can gin up their base. Look at how many indictments this guy has. He's a criminal. I, I just think Joe Biden saying anybody else but himself is a criminal is just so funny, man. Uh, so I, I, I suspect it goes away. Um, we do now. We still have people, uh, you know, just going off on Bud Light. man. <laughs> it's the queen of beers. Is that the that's what we're calling? But. It's queer beer. There, I just said it. There, I just said it. It's queer beer. It's now officially queer beer. You can say queer now because, you know, queer people like that. They want to be called. It's like fat people want to be called fat and queer people want to be called queer. I don't know why, but I guess they got a new beer now. Bud Light and the Loafers. Bud Light and the Loafers, man. You know, you take the national, the international beer of rednecks. Now, I know Lone Star is the national beer of Texas. And let me tell you something. Before I quit drinking, I drank a crap load of Lone Star. But it's kind of like put, putting a naked gay guy on the label of Lone Star, you know, wearing boots and a cowboy hat. You know what I mean? I just thought of something. What? Who was the biggest sponsor of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar? It was Budweiser. Oh. And oh, wow. Oops. Oopsie. Wow. Was that now? What, what was this now? Was the what? The World Cup that just the happened. The soccer thing. The big, yes. so we, we, weeks and weeks we were talking about it. And it was in Qatar, which not very friendly to gay people. No, they'll toss your ass off a building. And Budweiser was the biggest sponsor. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. There's a connection, man. Nothing to see here. Oh, come on, man. The whole world is sold, man. It's just everybody's sold. And everyone's been sold American, you know. So I, uh, I, yeah. There's some kind of politically or corporate. Kind of, the thing about companies, and Don Morgan's been saying this as long as I've known him, and he's absolutely right. At the end of the end of the day, these corporations, okay, 
they really don't give a crap about your community. They're just trying to sell more of whatever it is that they sell. And right now they think they could sell more beer by putting a freaking tranny on it. And maybe in certain areas of, areas of the country, you know what? They will. But make no mistake, okay, at the end of the day, it's about beer. It's about selling beer, moving product. You, When's the last time you and I had a conversation about freaking Bud Light on the air? About anything. Okay? People don't go around and say, I drink Bud Light. You know, I mean, I just, you know. <laughs> you know, you, you'll, you'll uh, take some pride in drinking Shiner or, or Lone Star, but nobody walks around, I'm going to have a Bud Light. You know, so no, it, it, we, we don't talk about Bud Light, and now we're talking about freaking Bud Light. Because they put a tranny in a bathtub. And you know what? If, you are, if you're a tranny and you're listening and you think this is cool, you're being used. Not only for political reasons, but also to sell redneck beer. Beer you yourself would not lower yourself to drink. Okay, how does that make you feel? You were used to sell cheap beer. All right. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Oh, why do you want to be an arrestist, huh? I want to have babies. <laughs> You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan.